from State of the Spark. How are you doing this morning? It is a glorious, glorious day, and we've got a lot of good stuff to cover today. We're going to cover a secret millionaire in my life and his secret to living a rich life of flow, not money. His riches come from living a life of flow and what his secret to that was. We're also going to cover that this same secret led me to find a secret Chinese golden tree. You're going to hear that story today. We're also going to be covering how you can become an astronaut this year right now. We're going to be covering what are the five planets you can see in the sky this morning, my lovely people. We're going to be covering that. But before any of this, we're going to be covering a morning cup of gratitude. I want to see what you're grateful for this morning. Drop it in the comments, my super friends. What are you grateful for this morning? What's getting you going? If you had to move aside all the drama going on in the Middle East, unfortunately, all the drama going in in the stock market, the crypto market, and oh my gosh, if you could drop all of that, what would you focus on and what are you grateful for? For I'm going to share this morning myself. We'll start with my own cup of gratitude, but grab your cup of gratitude and let me know. What are you grateful for? Let's do this thing. I'll tell you what I'm grateful for this morning. If I could put a photo up here, I would. I am massively grateful for the gifts from friends that emphasize the gift of friends. Yeah, I have a good friend, James Joseph, yesterday. Even without having cell phones, we ended up hanging out yesterday morning at 6 a.m. like we are wont to do. And as I was making coffee this morning, sitting right next to my favorite coffee in the world, absolutely favorite coffee in the world is Bustelo Coffee. But right next to that was a gift from James and Dory on their last trip to New Orleans. And this gift is this Creole Seasonings Coffee Oh, good morning, Jessica. How are you doing? Jessica, giving a shout out from the YouTube platform. God, I've been thinking about just committing to YouTube, Jessica. What do you think? Should I just jump over there and make the commitment and go all uh, whole hog into the YouTube world? I'm really thinking about doing that. We'll have to, we'll have to actually see if I do that. But I love your feedback. She's hanging out over there making colorful music with the Ojedas. <laughs> but yes, the gift of coffee from my friend James and Dory. They think of us whenever they go out of town and I'm not a great gift giver, but I am grateful for them. And as I was making coffee this morning, this coffee is not my normal Bustelo. It's my pralines and cream flavored coffee from the French Quarter in New Orleans, which is one of their favorite places to go. So that's what I'm grateful for this morning. What are you grateful for this morning? And if you're listening out there and if Marissa's listening, let me know if my audio is any better. I've been told the last few days my audio has been gone back to the default. So I hope that my audio is doing good. Let's cover other news, other news to uplift your spirit and make you a smarter citizen and something else to think about. Let's talk about five planets you can see in the night sky this week. <clears throat> yes, this week there are five planets you can see in the night sky. Yes, in the morning sky, you're more likely to be able to see uh, Mars, Venus, and Mercury. Marissa says, it's working. My audio is working. I had to toggle with the settings. Thanks, baby doll. Marissa's nursing a uh, headache this morning. Send her some love on Facebook. Let her know what's going on. And then, Jessica, thank you so much. Audio is much better. Less echo. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. So five planets you can see in the night sky this morning. In the morning, you can see Mars. Venus and Mercury. 
Uh, look about to the west northwest uh, in the morning, and you can see. I'm sorry, in the evening, I've got this inverted. In the evening, Mars, Mercury, and Venus. You should be able to look to the west northwest. I changed my notes there in the evening. Um, and then just after sunset, for about an hour after sunset. Now, why would you want to do this? Number one, because Mercury is going to be getting dimmer as the year goes on. So your window for enjoying the view of Mercury is out there. So go check it out this week. Uh, in the morning, you can see Jupiter and Saturn just before the sun comes up. And you probably have noticed two very bright stars uh, in the night sky, Jupiter is the brightest of the two. Saturn is the least, uh, is the least, less, is the lesser of the two. <laughs> but that gives you a view of how you can actually step outside and marvel at the natural wonder of space. We have more and more information about these things, and it's just awe-inspiring. Boom. There is the link for you. Jessica, I wonder if the link, Jessica, let me know if the links come through to YouTube or if they don't. I'd like to know that because I'm exploring how I can use this platform um, as I consider moving to YouTube. So let me know if you get those links in the comments there, if I have to go over there manually. Thanks so much. So let's talk about other news. How can you become an astronaut this year? Let's talk about it. So how can you become an astronaut this year, or better said, who wants to be an astronaut? Yes, this dude. I definitely, oh, thanks so much, Jessica. That really that really matters to me. I really appreciate that you see those comments coming through. Thank you very much. Um, so who wants to be an astronaut? This guy. A lot of people want to be a millionaire. Ah, that'd be nice, right? Uh, money does a lot more than no money, right? But what I really want is I want to go to space. It's something I've wanted to do for a long time since I was a kid. Marissa's helped uh, heard me tell the story way too much about how my mother got me a mural of space. There was an astronaut. The curve of the Earth was there. The space shuttle was there. And then I also had a waterbed, and I'd sit on the waterbed and float on the waterbed and pretend I was in space. Love space. And I, I, I do regret not going to uh, some science that would have led me to space. But recently... Discovery Channel is making my dreams come true, and maybe so many more. Elon's making my dreams come true. Axion Space is making my dreams come true. So many people are pushing us into space, and in our lifetime, we will be a space-faring species. It won't just be for the elite. Discovery Channel recently announced a partnership with Axiom Space, and they said that they are going to do a reality show. I think it's like a five- or eight-part series called, uh, well, they don't have a name for it yet, um, but they're basically making an agreement with the uh, International Space Station to send a citizen into space. Now, there's another show already competing for this right now called Space Hero, uh, which is a spaceflight reality show, and they've apparently, not verified, apparently have signed a Space Act agreement with NASA, but it is unclear if you'll be able to actually go into the space station. It's one thing to be able to take off into space and to enjoy a ride into space and for it to even dock with the International Space Station. It's another thing as to whether or not you should actually be allowed into the space station. Now, the reality show and the competition from the Discovery Channel and whatnot will put people through extreme challenges said to mimic or challenge you just like it would challenge astronauts to have characteristics they need 
the most. Now, some say that this is kind of like two particular early visitors to space, and people don't realize this. A lot of people have gone to space, and even rich people have gone to space, but two average people have made it to space. One is Toyohiro Akiyama, obviously a Japanese citizen, and Helen Sharman, a British citizen, who both won trips in 1990 and in 1991 to visit the uh, Soviet Mir space station when that was going on. So this Discovery Channel thing is open to applications. So I will be directly competing with you, my friend, if you actually compete for a seat in the Discovery Channel show on who wants to be an astronaut. Who has two thumbs and wants to be an astronaut? This guy. <laughs> so feel free to check the link out. I've just put the link in the comments below. You should check it out. You should apply. We should drive interest. We should all be applying for these things so that the powers that be and so that everyone knows that we as a species want the uh, ability to visit space. I know both Marissa and I share a desire to visit space. We don't want to live there, but we definitely want to visit space. We would both give a year of our life to visit Mars and come back. We wouldn't want to live there, but we would both do that. So there you go. That, my beautiful friends, is other news to take you out of the gravity and the weight of what's going on in the world around us. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Let's talk about how a secret millionaire in my life has a secret for living a rich life in flow. Let's talk about it. Now, I'll pause here and ask you for any likes, shares, or tagging somebody who you think needs an uplifting message today. Uh, it means a lot for us when you tag and share. I really appreciate that. But let's talk a little bit about a man that was walking across a shopping center parking lot carrying a ladder and a notepad. It was in the early 2000s, and a lot of people had just been laid off in the 2001 tech stock bubble. I had been employed at an aircraft uh, company in Vero Beach, Florida. We got laid off after working there for a year or two. And then I was just trying to keep a little bit of contract work down, so I was a temp. And I was doing temp work. And so I was a temp at this airplane agency. We got laid off. And then I got another job right up my alley designing magazine page layouts for Vero Beach Magazine. Great time. Now, we got laid off again because the market wasn't there and probably because I didn't know what I was doing really. <laughs> and so I was sitting in a Panera Bread in the shopping center with my friend and mentor at the time, Terry. And... We watched the maintenance guy. We were just sitting there and we had been talking and I was commiserating, having lost my job. And we were sitting there drinking coffee and we had kind of fallen quiet in the moment. And we were just observing this maintenance guy walking by. He was smiling, carrying a notepad, carrying a ladder. And Terry suddenly said, hey, do you know, I hear the owner of the shopping center is actually hiring and in need of assistant. So just as the maintenance man was turning to walk by, he put his ladder down, put his notepad down, and was going into the coffee shop apparently to grab a cup of coffee. Terry shouted out, hey, this kid is looking for work. I was in my early 20s. And he said, can you introduce him to the owner to, to see if he's hiring? And um, the maintenance guy turned to me and kind of his shaggy, dusty red hair and smiled and said, well, he's hiring. And he looked me up and down kind of with a smirk or a grin. And he said, well, I'm curious about you. Why don't you follow me? So I said, okay, I mean, this guy's going to introduce me right now. I had literally just left the job. I, I had been fired that morning. I went for coffee. And then this afternoon, I'm still in my business attire. Might as well go meet the owner now. So I followed the maintenance guy and 
he walked across the parking lot in the blazing heat and I was a little overdressed. So I'm starting to sweat a little bit and not from nerves, just from the heat. And uh, we end up at this private stairwell and we got this private stairwell and the maintenance guy is kind of clumsy, kind of puts down his ladder, puts down his notepad and fishes out a big old key ring. And I'm like, oh my God, this guy. <clears throat> so he's going through the keys and he's trying several keys. He lands on the right key and uh, he opens the door. We go in to an office space that's pretty much abandoned. It's new. You can smell fresh paint. It's got a printer there. It's got several office spaces and office suites, but they're empty. And then uh, we pass into this boardroom that's got windows out to the river and it's just gorgeous, but it's empty. And I thought, well, this is kind of ramshackle. He said, he said, wait here. And he pointed to a, a large, cheap, but large boardroom table. So I sit down and I, uh, I said, when do you, when do you expect him? And the man turned to walk out and I thought he was going to just leave and go find the owner. He turns, he unzips his coveralls, drops his coveralls and underneath he's got office attire. He grins, grabs his notepad, sits down at the board table opposite me and clicks his pen and says, so tell me about yourself. I'm curious. That was my introduction to the secret millionaire. He was the maintenance guy, but he was also the owner of a million dollar property in Vero Beach, Florida. And it caught me off guard because I have all of my assumptions about millionaires. But he was, I considered him a secret millionaire because he, you, at any given moment, you could find him doing things that you don't expect a millionaire to do. He was the owner and he was natively curious just about things, how his business was doing, how his property was doing. When he would buy a property, he was natively curious about the guts of the thing. So he would put on coveralls and explore every nook and cranny of a property. And this also benefited him because he could actually take those against the purchase price, a good habit to have of his own. And so, um, so I met the secret millionaire in this context and, and he hired me that day. And we began working together for the next few years. Now, as I got to know this real estate millionaire, he had all of these adventures. And one time I was sitting down and I had, I would, I took this job mainly because I wanted to know what was in this guy's engine, what motivated this guy. I wanted to know what he read. I wanted to know how he got to where he was. I wanted to know if I wanted to be like him or not, because you know, of all of our assumptions about millionaires. So one day I had the fortune of just grilling him. I worked hard. He worked me hard. Um, I underdelivered. Uh, I didn't serve him as good as I could have. But I had the fortune of grilling him one time and asking him about his life. You see, he was regaling me with stories. And one of those stories was how he had finished doing a shoot for the Discovery Channel about skydiving in Central America and I was like, what in the world is this guy? He was a skydiver and a pilot. He told me about his piloting life and how he would flown all over the country and become a pilot himself. And I was like, okay. He had told me about how he had built a mansion, a million-dollar mansion on the beach of poured concrete and how he did every nook and cranny himself. I said, okay. He was regaling me with stories on, on being a millionaire and why it's so important to own clothing off the rack from Walmart unless you travel. And only then should you have your $50,000 watch and your $20,000 pair of shoes because of the access it gives you. He was regaling me with these stories. And I asked him, I said, what led you on each of your adventures? And he paused only momentarily and he said this, be curious about life and people. I said, what? He said, let me tell you a story. 
So as I was sitting there and he was telling me these stories about all these things he had done, he then told me a story. He said, do you know how I really got into commercial real estate? I said, no. He said, I was driving a nappy old pickup truck and I had just been natively curious. And in the Miami area, I was driving around and it was a hot summer day as it is in Florida. And I had just gotten a cafe Cito from Little Cuba and I was driving around and I was wondering what's next in my life. What's next for me? What's next for my investments? And as I was driving, I was stopped at a red light and there was this large warehouse and some of these warehouse buildings were a little disheveled. Some of them were really nice. Some of the warehouse pull down doors were a little messed up. But what really caught my eye, Grant, he tells me, was an 80 year old man sitting by the, the sidewalk yanking at this big old PVC pipe with wires coming out of it. And he was like an 80-year-old man just wrestling this thing. And I was curious about the guy. And in becoming curious about the guy, I was suddenly concerned. This guy's going to pull his back. So as soon as the light changed, I pulled into this, this driveway. And I walked over to the man. And, and I grabbed and I went to go help him because he was like wobbling. And I took his arm and I said, what are you doing? And, and this 80-year-old guy was reeling against the world in the city and how the city had just put this prop, uh, this pipe into his property and said, help me get it out. And, and uh, you know, you can't really get these pipes out, but I little feigned interest and I feigned wiggling this thing. And I was, I was just saying, well, well, let's give it a shot. And so we wiggled it together and we realized we couldn't do anything with it, but we were sweating. So we stepped over into the shade and he thanked me. And I asked him about a story. I was, what are you all about? I was curious. What is this guy all about? And this guy starts telling me a story. So as the secret millionaire is telling me this story, his eyes are lighting up and he says, Grant, being curious led me to meet this guy. And I was further curious and I asked him, Where, what's going on? And the guy tells me the story of how he acquired this warehouse property, how the warehouse property has started frustrating him, how he's getting a little older and he was just coming out to check on his property, make sure people weren't robbing it. And he saw that the city was doing some road work and lo and behold, they put in this pipe on his property. He was super frustrated. And as we got to talking, he asks, you want to buy the place? He said, I bought the place and that turned into my first mega investment that launched me into commercial real estate. He said, we could track how I built wealth a lot of places, but the truth is curiosity about life and people helped me build my wealth. So the secret millionaire secret to a rich life, and I don't mean money. His rich life of curiosity led him to wonder about skydiving, wonder about piloting, wonder about this world, and it led him on many adventures. You see, we all want to be in flow, and flow comes from working hard at something you're skilled at, as Merce and I often talk about, as um, right here, the psychology right here of optimal experience. Uh, this flow is a term pioneered by the author, whose name is Mahali Chicksmaheli. And you could see his name maybe there. Um, he's an author that pioneered the concept of flow. And he says, when you're working hard at something you're skilled at and lose track of time, this is this concept of flow. But how do you get to the precipice of flow? Well, there's all the hard work and flow is temporary. So when I talk about living a rich life in flow, I'm not talking about that clinical definition of work and flow. 
I'm talking about the flow that comes with the joy of living. The joy of living. Now, I do believe in the workflow, and I think it's very important that you cultivate a skill that you can just lose yourself in, whether it's painting, writing. I lose myself in the show now and again when I'm public speaking. Like, cultivate those skills, but there is a different kind of flow. There's a flow of living. And that flow comes from a native curiosity about life and therefore a native curiosity in people. Now, all the people that I tend to respect love and are cu- love curiosity and are curious about life and curious about people. I often refer to Bud Hollowell, who made such a deep impact in my life. Uh, his book, I often refer to, The Quantum Gateway. He was natively curious about the motives of people and the inspirations of people, which led him to be the mystic he was. He was a professor. He was intelligent. He had his own show called Mind Boggles. But all of this was, was stemmed from his native curiosity. What are you curious about? What are you in search of? Are you curious or are you feeling stuck in the mud? If you're feeling stuck in the mud, you can choose to switch gears and become curious. You can choose curiosity and curiosity helps you in arguments. As people are arguing, when people argue, it's because they think they know they know their opinion, they know their posture, they know the argument inside and out. And though there's a season for that, it's not beneficial to living a joyful life, a rich life of flow. The rich life of flow comes from, instead of thinking we know, switching into a curiosity mind. In Bushido or samurai training, they call this the beginner's mind. Have a beginner's mind. Go back to the beginning, and when someone brings up an argument that you've heard all about, develop a native curiosity. I mean, completely circumvent the desired argument they want to argue. Completely circumvent it, and just begin to ask, why do you believe that? When do you think you adopted that belief? Have you ever entertained other beliefs? What else are you passionate about? And take the conversation out of the argument entirely. Develop native curiosity. I am committing to this. uh, For those who don't know, State of the Spark is Spark Ignite Explode Radiate. And I believe that as I entered my 40s, I am entering what I consider the second, third, or the second quarter of a life. By the time I reach 100, I think our technology will allow us to live much longer than we normally live. I expect to live at least till 120, if not longer. And I feel brewing inside of me a desire to actually create success as ignite success. But I do also want to make it about other people, which is explode significance. Take what you know about goals, take what you know about vision, and make it about other people. And I'm finding myself more easily and more readily able to develop native curiosity. I find myself craving to return to the curiosity of my early 20s that led me to read a book a day. I find myself returning to the negative curiosity that led me to travel around the world with, um, uh, uh, oh my gosh, the name is escaping me now. Where's my sweater? Uh, The trip around the world, it's totally evading me right now. But I love traveling around the world. I love learning. And that native curiosity led me around the world. 
It's an interesting thing when you start seeing the world from a place of curiosity. You start to have more questions, but you also start to be more enthralled with the answers you're getting, even if they're answers you disagree with. So I want to challenge you today. I want to challenge you to actually try to go through this day cultivating curiosity. I want you to ask more questions than answers you provide. I want you, and make them inquisitive. Don't make these pat, ridiculous questions that everyone knows the answer to. Don't be silly like that. But go deeper into the motive of the thing. Go deeper into what motivates the people around you. And more than anything, seek to connect with people. Yesterday, I met a guy who was in the top of his field in the sauna at the gym. I've been seeing this guy for a while and it just finally encountered, I became curious about the conversation and he started to reveal to me, he has the most obscure YouTube channel niche, but he's got 1.5 million followers. That's huge. 1.5 million followers, a, a relative nobody, but he's at the top of his field, the top of his niche. And I never would have met this guy if I wasn't natively curious of what's up with this guy. So don't just be curious about the world. Have a curiosity that leads you to connect with more people. Listen, I'm going to go spend time with my beautiful wife today. I want you to get out there and be natively curious. Go out and ask more questions, but ask questions that lead you to connect with new people or at least old people in new ways. I appreciate everything you are. I appreciate everything that you do today. If you need any, any support at all whatsoever, please visit us in the Facebook Goals and Gratitude group. Post your question, post your journey, and share with us. If you need any tools and training, we're constantly updating State of the Spark. But no matter what you do today, remember the mission, igniting lives of explosive significance, starting with your own. Have a great day.